Welcome to the latest edition of the OmniTalk Spotlight Series, the series that highlights the companies, the people, and the technologies shaping the future of retail. I'm your host, Anne Mazinga, one of the founders of OmniTalk, and I am delighted to turn our spotlight again on another Israeli tech startup who has opened our eyes to how we should think about the ever-growing topic of retail media networks. Joining us today to talk about that very subject is Pearl Lieberman. Pearl is the Vice President of Marketing at C-Value. Pearl, welcome to the show. How's it going? Thanks, Anne. It's going great. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. I'm uh, I'm sitting in about negative two degrees Fahrenheit in Minneapolis. Um, how's Israel right now? I'm dreaming of the, the beaches there. So, okay. Israel is now it's considered cold. It's uh, 15 mm. degrees Celsius. Um, mm. I've actually seen a person wearing a coat um, oh my uh, yesterday, which is like hilarious because it's not that <laughs> cold. But for Israelis, like we're full on, full on winter now. Oh my gosh. I, I dream of a day when 15 degrees Celsius is full on winter. Um, yeah. We have only <laughs> just reached the beginning here in Minneapolis. Um, Pearl, I'd love to, before we start here to, you know, just find out a little bit more about C-Value. You guys have been around mm-hmm. since 2014. You have a lot of pretty notable clients on your roster. Can you start mm-hmm. by telling us a little bit about C-Value and what, what your company does? Sure. So C-Value was founded in 2014 um, by veterans of the CRM space. Um, the founders of C-Value really observed in the in the CRM retail space that um, there were a lot of situations where they had uh, retailers who on the one hand had hundreds of suppliers and on the other hand they had thousands or millions of customers and there was no out-of-the-box tech-driven solution to manage uh, this relationship to do the insight sharing and the data sharing in a way that was productized and so that was really kind of the main the, the first MVP of this of the solution in 2014 okay. was to create on the one hand um a solution that would provide data to the brands. Um, and on the other hand, that would be a, a data monetization solution for the retailers. So that was really our first um, value proposition that we put out there. Um, and as you can uh, you know, probably uh, realize, the, the MVP stage was reached very early. Um, a lot of our customers yeah. that were with us uh, then are still with us today. Um, there was a real product market fit um, and, and it came really, really quickly. And we grew with them in terms of how we scale and how we enable retailers to share insights um, with their brands. It, it can maybe set the stage a little bit for us too, Pearl. I mean, what was what data was out there in 2014? Like what was being passed back and forth between the brands and the retailers? So it's a very good question because usually when people think about, you know, sharing insights, they have the most basic levers um, okay. in their mind. You know, what is the basket size or what is, you know, the uh, the uh, total turnover? Um, but the idea for us was really to use data and to be data, data driven. I mean, we're an AI first company, we're, we're a tech company um, where we would be using the data in order to, um, um, reach very granular insights. So if that would be the basket size, that would be basket size per specific brands, per specific category, all the way down to specific SKUs and adding to that uh, more levers uh, for them to be able to, to access for them, I mean, the brands and the retailers to access the insights that they need um, to understand market trends, to anticipate them, and also to command their uh, customer's attention, basically. 
Okay. And, and what kind of retailers are we talking about here? Like who, who were the first ones that you wanted to go out and pilot these kinds of this MVP with? Well, we started with, um, you know, the, 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 first of all, our customers are, are a good mix between groceries and, um, and non, you know, non-food. So a lot of okay. uh, health and beauty, uh, drug yeah. stores, um, do-it-yourself uh, uh, companies. Uh, so we have a good mix between uh, groceries and, and non-food, uh, basically, all over the, all over the globe. Okay. And, and you were saying that, you know, you started off with this MVP, you wanted to get richer data for, for the retailers to, to really monetize that. Um, one of the conversations that I know we've had with you is that you have this idea that every retailer wants to create a retail media network. Um, they probably didn't know that it was called a retail media network back in 2014, when you were, when you had first rolled out the MVP, but a lot of retailers are finding it difficult um, because you know, they're already doing it, but it's maybe a process of how do we collect all the data? How do we sort through it and really understand what's important to each brand, to each category? Can you tell us a little bit about what you meant by this, this, every retailer wants to create a media network. Many are finding it difficult. What did you mean by that? So different things for me to set the stage. When we started the company, the idea was not only to provide data, um, it was to be disruptive in, in the way we provide the data. Providing data, I think anybody more or less or every company today has, has that as part of their value proposition. What we identified as being a main game changer is the data consumption or the way data is being consumed. For us, the ability to be a self-served um, uh, company in the sense that we have you know, a solution that is almost applied in the way it is being used. So the okay. brands and the retailers can access it without having a middleman. Um, it's literally having the data at their fingertips. So just to add on to what you were saying, it's not only about the precision of the data or the sophistication of the engineering stack that we have. It's about the way the data is being consumed, is the way their, the day-to-day -day work of the marketing managers, the brand managers is changed because they have access to the solution at their fingertips. So, you know, it's going from like having to open five to seven different Excel files or having right. to ask IT to get the data to having it in one centralized way um, in, with, with a tool that looks like every other app that you're using every day. So that, that was also part of the, um, the main element of disruption that we brought um, with us. Well, Pearl, I'd love, I'd love to dive into that a little bit more. I mean, what does this look like from, if I'm a retailer, you know, I'm getting all of this data or I'm asking IT to pull all this data from me. What does this look like, you know, in theory, like how is a retailer starting to work with you and where should they, how do they begin? So to work with us first, obviously, you know, there is the data part, what happens behind the scenes. So we get okay. access to the data. Usually when I say data, we're talking about uh, transaction, the uh, product catalog, uh, customer's data, loyalty data when, when available. We use that. We apply our own machine learning to that in order to understand, create patterns, uh, be able to understand the churn propensity, um, upsell potential, cross-sell potential. So we have this level of intelligence that happens on top of that. Um, and then we have different applications that uh, we give to our users with, with a full uh, front, with a face that they can use um, for them to be able to segment their audiences, create coupons, um, share their coupons with their brands. And of course, you know, analyze the, the different um, trends and insights that the, uh, that the solution brings to them, basically, by aggregating all the data um, in the way that they want to see it or in the way that they want to query it. 
And so, you know, when we're, when you're saying that we're talking about here, like something that retailers, I think, aren't able to do themselves. Like we keep hearing about a lot of retailers, especially in the U S who are going out and starting their own, they're, they're bringing this in house. They're starting their own retail media networks. Um, you sound like, you know, at C value, you're able to kind of plug that in, take, still let them keep that in house. Is this, am I thinking about this the right way? Like they can still do their own retail media networks. You're just organizing the data in a, in a more digestible format for them. So for us, we, we see in, in the term retail media or retail media networks, there's a lot of different ways to interpret that. And by the way, this okay. is also something we've we've validated that um, as, as marketers and in our practices is that when we put content out there that will be about retail media, uh, this would probably attract an audience that is very C-level oriented, um, yeah. kind of discussions that happen in the boardrooms. Now, if you go back to the users, if you go back to the guys with the boots on the ground, the, the marketing teams in the thing on a Monday morning, um, they're less interested in retail media as they're interested about monetizing media, as they're interested in collaborating with their brands to put ads out there that work about measuring them. And this is where the retail media capabilities of C-Value, the retail media intelligence categories that we're building comes into the game with the statement that you know we put out there that for us retail media is not something that is limited to the giants of this world it is something that every retailer with a high audience um, you know can can do it can accelerate just by building on their existing capabilities building on their ability to share insights with the brand building on their ability to create audiences and, and on, their, on their existing personalization programs. Um, so to go back to our customers and, and how they use the solution today, um, they, they didn't really wait for us to, to say, oh yeah, we, <laughs> we need to monetize media. There's an opportunity out there. They've been doing that as an extension of their personalization programs um, ever since they, they, you know, ever since they really started. Actually, you asked earlier on, if in 2014 we knew that we would be a retail media company right. and um, our CEO, Benny Basil, really likes to tell the story of one of our first customers when he met with the, um, the CEO of the, of the, the, the retailer. Um, and that is really 2016. They told him we're a media company. And he says today this story retrospectively and he says, then I hadn't even understood the potential of what was happening, of what was coming to us and how media was to transform the industry. Right. Well, and, um, and not only transform the industry, Pearl, but I think also the ability to drive a significant amount of revenue for a very low margin business, especially when we're talking about grocery. And, and that, that is very true how the pandemic, in a way, accelerated retail media. And, and it all happened um, giving the sense that, oh, yeah, retail media is this new thing that needs to happen because digitalization has been precip precipitated. Um, but to be fair, we, we, we started an initiative um, at C-Value called the Retail Talks, where we interview uh, retail media leaders in order to understand their best practices, and see what they're really doing out there, because we really saw that there was sort of like, uh, you know, a, a void in the, <laughs> in, from a practitioner's perspective, everybody's like, okay, but how am I going to do this? Or how yeah. is it different than what I'm already doing? And what transpires is that 
um, the, 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 the rapid digitalization and COVID didn't really accelerate retail media. It was already there. Um, sure. you know, retailers had already started doing that. Um, it just came out as a major trend um, as we all move to digital, but really it was it was already uh, in the pipelines uh, even then back in 2019 or 2018. So, yeah. Well, I, I love what you're saying there about this shift to, to digital grocery and digital ordering, especially. I'm curious, Pearl, how does speed and technology kind of play into all of this in your mind? Because I think a lot of the traditional retailers out there you know, they're still, they're still doing some, you know, in-store activations, shelf talkers, that kind of thing. But in order to compete now, and really for the, for much better results from your customers, um, you have to be able to tap into technology to really get them at that moment of consumption when they're at the digital shelf. How, how, like, there has to be something like what you're describing to handle all the actions that, that need to be taken in the digital world. Like, how do we think about this in the right way? Or how, how do retailers kind of approach this in your opinion? So I think you're very right in saying, okay, technology is the enabler of all this. It all started with that. It's, it has got to start with the ability, first of all, you know, to, to use data in a way that is relevant enough. At the end of the day, the, the, the opportunity or the power of media relies on the ability to reach the right person at the right time with the right content. Right. But to get all those parameters right, um, you need to have the right data, you need to have real-time capabilities, you need to have an infrastructure that supports all this without mentioning the people who have the skills to orchestrate all that and making it work. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So, it does start with the tech. Um, it starts with how you 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 build your your infrastructure, and it starts with how you're able to you know um, uh, give score to the content, create audiences, um, and and make it all work together. But there is also the part about the usability. Um, even if you know you're creating your stack, even if you're looking at um, retail media as this uh, huge compound of, of things that you know transforming the DNA of your organization to being a media company, um, we're here to say. Take a minute, <laughs> take a, a deep breath. Um, you've got the data and you've got the value of how to build all this. Now it's all about how you're going to share it with your brands and how you're going not only to share the insights, but to share the activations together and measure it all. Um, so it's more about breaking down, let's say, the, um, uh, the problem, um, always with the user in mind. How are they going to use it? Uh, how are my teams going to be able to create value and create it fast? Because you mentioned that, and that is very true. Um, uh, it's no longer the, 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 the shelf stock that they used to have, right? It's, uh, it's been changed. Something about digital is... Um, is very much about you know thinking big and failing fast. You need right. to you need to move very quickly. You need to be very agile, um, and and this is also what you want to keep in mind uh, when thinking about retail media. Is how am I going to be able to support um, the, the the ingestion of insights at scale and in a time frame that makes sense for me to uh, to deliver value. Well, Pearl, if I am a regional grocer, if I'm a grocer in the United States or retailer for that matter, I, I have to say I'm loving what I'm hearing right now because one, it sounds like I'm already collecting the data. Like I have my, my own cu customer data. That's very valuable. 
I just need help to try to figure out how to correlate this data to, you know, put it into the right format for it to be helpful to the brand partners that I'm working with. Um, mm-hmm. This is such a, a hot space. I think everybody, large and small retailers are trying to figure this out. When they're evaluating how they're going to take the next step, you've made me feel very comfortable in this interview. Like that, that's not something to be too scared of. Like take a deep breath. I love that you said that. What What is C-Values kind of differentiator as people are thinking about and approaching this right now? Um, I think it's got to do with how we how we how we understand the problem at the end of the day everything comes down to how how you understand the problem that you're trying to fix okay yeah um obviously media monetization data monetization um the 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 problem is about creating revenue and you want to be creating revenue and opening up new 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 revenue streams pretty quickly um, but the way we frame this uh, context and the way we understand the solution um, is first of all by looking at um, the user themselves. It's about you know focusing, like I said, on the marketing teams, on the brand teams that are having these talks every week of you know trying to understand, okay, why should I invest with you? Why should I invest in your ads? Why should I invest in your coupons? Why should we work together? And yeah. to really transform that conversation. Our solution is really here to help um, brands and retailers collaborate around data um, in a way that, that reduces uh, friction uh, for them. Uh, so that's the first part is about you know, making sure that our users are enabled with the right solutions to work faster, work smarter, smarter. Um, like I said earlier on, it's it's about, you know, removing the middleman, not having to always go back to IT or another party. You have the data at your fingertips. You can work on it. And especially in the context of media where things need to be moving very fast. I don't think... Um, I don't think retailers or brands would succeed without a, a self-serve solution, without something that is app-like. So that's the first part of how we frame the solution. Okay, And I think that also transpires in how we built um, our engineering stack or how we created, you know, we, talk, we talked about data, we talked about AI. Essentially, everybody today is doing some form of AI or, or science around, uh, you know, the, the, the customer. For us, what comes out of our engineering stack is how we've managed to look at the scale problem. Retail media is a matter of, you know, doing all the things that were done um, at some point, but doing it at scale and doing it at speed for the purpose of reducing friction. You don't want to have to manage 200 ads, 500 coupons. You want all this no to be done in a way that is automated. You want mm-hmm. this to be um, made much easier. And I think in many ways, um, uh, the retail space need this type of tech-infused processes and practices uh, that we're that we're bringing with uh, with our solutions. Um, and then the last part of how we're, we're very different by being a tech solution, by being a SaaS solution, um, we don't operate on a revenue sharing model. You know, we're on, on a per user basis, and I think. We like to tell our customers, it's your data, it's your money. So we don't come in and take a share of the, the rewards that will be reaped from the um, uh, from sharing insights and sharing data. We're just giving the solutions and enabling them to do uh, what they're already doing at scale with less friction um, and, and in a way that is essentially uh, easier for them. And much faster. I mean, that's the thing that I think, you know, not only I think is, is the idea of building a retail media work 
media network daunting for some retailers, but also just like you were saying, the, the ability to have to build the machine learning, the AI to support the real time, you know, mm-hmm. capture of data, the real time segmentation of the data like that, that is just not something that, you know, we can do with, with just the teams and resources that retailers have today. So. And this is also completely validated by the trends in the markets. We see mm-hmm. partnerships pretty much every other day of, you know, retailers going to partner with um, companies to help them uh, accelerate their retail media path. And this is really where the retail media intelligence component comes in as a way to say, okay, we're also here to help you accelerate that by building on your existing processes of insight sharing and personalization. Pearl, I have some ideas for like why I think that retailers should be prioritizing developing their own retail media networks right now. But I'm curious what you would say to that. Like, why should retailers, with everything that they're looking at right now, why should they put significant investment in building up this network and investing in the technology in order to support their own networks? I think the way I see it, and it's it's very visual, I see the whole um, um, retail world as being sort of a, a, a golden triangle of the retailer, the brand, and the consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, the more there is digitalization, the less there will be a need for retailers. The brands can go by themselves directly to the consumers. The consumers will know where to find the brands. Um, so... For, for retailers to continue existing, for the, the notion of retail to continue to exist as, as a way to federate different brands together, um, there needs to be a transformation in the, um, in the collaboration, in mm-hmm. how brands and retailers work together to deliver value to their consumers. Um, and this needs to be more transparent. It needs to be more data-driven. Um, it needs to be more modern in, in many, many ways. Even if you look, I mean, in, in a very visionary uh, kind of statement, if we if we look into the the metaverse, um, how yeah. the, the the engagements and how the purchases will be done in this metaverse sphere, um, how are retailers going to uh, exist in this space, and how do they want to do that? They need to be able to harness their media opportunities and create their own version of um, of digital and hyper personalized engagements. I love that. I mean, I immediately for me, it's like uh, from what we've been able to research with media or retail media retail media networks. Let me try that again. Um, it, it's so much for me about revenue generation. I hadn't thought about like this next evolution of where we're going, how we're talking to customers. This golden triangle that you describe. Um, you know, it is going to require kind of these alliances to be formed so that we are serving the customer in the best way possible. It can't be the silos like it it once was. So Mm -hmm. I really, really appreciate um, your insights there, Pearl. Um, If people want to learn more, they heard this conversation today. I have no doubt that many, many of our listeners are, are starting to dig into this especially getting into that metaverse conversation that we're talking about. Um, What's the best way for people to get in contact with you? Um, To get in contact with me, you can use LinkedIn. Uh, I'm Pearl Lieberman. I'm the VP of Marketing for C-Value. For our content and what we do, there is our corporate website, cvalue.com. 
Uh, we also have the Retail Talks initiative on our website. So if you're a retail uh, media practitioner and you don't like what I said or you strongly agree <laughs> with what I said, I encourage you to reach out um, and let's discuss and, and, and try to really create a community of people out there who are trying to create best practices for retail media. I love that. Thank you so much, Pearl. Um, you'll also be out at NRF, I believe. So we'll make sure to keep an sure. eye out for you there. Is if that right? There. Look, look up yes, Pearl. Shoot her a note. Shoot her in your team a <laughs> note on LinkedIn and let her know where they can meet you at the Starbucks in the Javits Center um, and talk retail media networks. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pearl. That was Pearl Lieberman, the VP thanks, of Marketing. And thank you. Yes, VP of Marketing at C Value. Um, and as always, be careful out there.